Hey guys, hey guys. I don't even know what episode it is. But I'm Forrest Hall and this is Real Church Matters because as always, we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters. Pretty sure I messed that up. But bear with me, I'm a little foggy, man. But I'm here. And I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're listening. You know, some people out of curiosity, some people out of a more pure desire. But nevertheless, you're here and I'm glad you are. And I pray you receive something from being here. Housekeeping, realchurchmatters.com is the website. You know, it has everything there. So, uh, yeah, go there and listen. And I appreciate it. Also, I am on Instagram don't post as much as I used to but I, I think moving into the new year I'm going to be more active with posting uh, some content so uh, I will promise that and be on the lookout for that I appreciate it also I do appreciate each and every person they ever gave um, but I am closing the Patreon I'm closing the Patreon so those who have continued to give and there are a few people who have even up until now I thank you uh, for giving and I appreciate you and if you still want to give you can go to realchurchmatters.com and you'll see a button there to support and it's appreciated I try to not do ads and things like that just because I don't want to be reading ads and distract from the reason you hear but if for those of you who want to support and give that's awesome but it's not all it's never been a focus and patreon was was uh i had big plans for it but god has other plans <laughs> but i appreciate every person that gave um rest in peace to uh, patreon and what else other than that is obedience over audience um still on it Ain't never giving off of it. If you see me getting off of it, challenge me, hold me accountable to it. But that's what time it is. That's what time it'll be. And uh, yeah, let's get to it, man. Um, Yeah, so you know, we got about one more month for that. That um, that beat because it's been a year already. So. I'm looking at doing something else uh, for the next season that's coming up. And I'm just excited. So let's talk because it's just me here. And uh, first thing I want to do is tell you where I've been. Uh, Last year, ironically, this time I was in the hospital. And so I ended up taking some time off. And then this time, ironically, the same time as last year, I had some dental issues and a lot of pain, a lot of things going on work-wise, career-wise, business-wise, a lot of things was going on family-wise. And I thought, now is a good time to just be quiet and to just be still. And so that's what I did. I, sometimes you you got to just live and observe. And and so that's what I tried to do. 
and it, it was helpful. So for those of you who been going back to the older episodes or just was like, oh, man, let me check on them. I appreciate everybody that reached out to check on me. I appreciate everybody that just kept listening to the other ones or the ones they may have missed. Been doing this for quite some years now. And I'm so grateful. And uh, what else? That takes me to next year. One of the things that I realized from doing it, 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 taking that break, is that this is still a part of my ministry. This is still a part of what God has on my life to do. And I never felt more strongly about it. And so, and, and it's never been a thing of me looking at the listeners and like, okay, they're down and people don't want, I, I joke about it, but it's never a concern. The issue has always been, what does God want me to do? That's why it's called obedience over audience. And so I'm grateful that this is still on the agenda. And there's some things I'm looking forward to in 2022. I want to finish some books. I've started so many books, three specifically. Finish one, but I just want to do more of that this year coming up. I want to complete Things. Um, I want to finish the race. I want to finish strong. Not to say that I'm about to die. I just feel like there is a sense of urgency there to tend to the things that God has given me. And that includes my family. And that includes the things that he puts in my heart that I can't take credit for. And so with every idea that he puts in my heart. I want to move intentional with it. And so you you guys pray for me with that. Um, music, I've just recorded so much. I want to be intentional with that. I, once again, even with that, it's just whatever ideas come. So it's, it's, I, I really don't be paying attention to whether it's anyone's cup of tea. I just be, this is what's on my heart. I don't know if you guys do that. I don't know if you guys Get things on your heart. I pray you do. I think it's one of the most intimate experiences is to hear God and sense him and watch him reveal things. And ideas are those things. And so um, if you haven't moving into this new year, I just challenge you, like really engage with ideas because This mind is powerful, and it is when you allow it to be the place where God dwells, he really does something with the place. Um, Podcast ideas that I have that are coming up, I'm excited about them. Um, And and look forward to them because there are some other podcasts that will be happening. I'm starting a business podcast. It just... Slanted towards business, but it's still from the perspective of who I am and God, who I am as a person. And some of the things that helped me along the way that I think could help you. So I'll be definitely kind of connecting with that as well. Um, What else? I think also I'll be doing a lot more um, seeking. 
and being intentional in what I seek. A lot of my engagement with God over the years has been me just wanting to know what he wants of me. And I, I'm, I'm at a space now where I'm very clear on the mission. I, I do want to know more about him. And so. And and how to, to engage with others in him. So I'm going to be doing a lot more seeking and trying to get a deeper understanding of him, the discipline of, of God and the discipling of others in God. And so I'm excited about that, too. And I, I mean, I've already started it, but I'm just saying that that's kind of continuing where I'll be headed. And I want to share that with you. And um, the um, what I want to talk about today is a ton of stuff. And I have it all like jotted down. But one of the first things is the, the problem with teaching for so long. Is that. You realize. Some things. And one of the things I realized lately is how ineffective I am. I can't speak for nobody else. Some people, you know, it is what it is. How ineffective I am. And I don't want to be ineffective. And one of the things I realized that the problem with teaching so long is that you can focus on the wrong things. And part of this time that I've been taking has helped me to understand some revelations and I would love to share them with you if you're still listening. Shout out to each and every person that has come on this podcast and talk with me. Um, I know it's not easy. Um, Some people think it's easy for me to talk because I talk so much, but it isn't. Um, But with that being said, here's some revelations. The reality that There's a premium on listening. Like it's talked about in the Bible, you know, even when it says he that hath an ear, let him hear. And I start to question and try to understand why is it so hard for people to hear, not just to hear me, but to hear God. Not just hear what he's saying to them. In spirit, but hear what he's saying in truth through the people of God. And I don't take it personal now. I got to be honest with you. I did. I I took it very personal when people, especially family, did not want to hear me. And you can tell when people don't want to hear. You know, one thing about um, family and people that are close to you is that they'll always try to be as respectful as possible. But you can tell when they're not listening. You can tell when they're not hearing. And it's frustrating because you know that you have a responsibility to speak. It's beyond how you feel. And a lot of times people will see you up preaching and think, yeah, he really wants to do this. But with that sense constantly being prevailing within you, these folks ain't listening. It gets harder to teach. I mean, literally, let me tell you how sick and twisted it gets. If I only talk to the people who reached out to talk to me, I would literally still be baffled at the sense of how many people reach out to talk to me, but don't listen to me. It can it can really play with your head. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like literally people want to be around you. but They don't want to hear you. And I understand now what Jesus was talking about, like. 
They came for the fishes and the loaves. And I don't know what people's fish and loaf is when it comes to me. And you may not know what it is when it you know, deals with you. But they're here for something other than the word. Unfortunately. And we could try to hard to redirect them. But I'm, I'm letting you know that this is something that's on my head. And this is something that I really be will, will be like seeking God about is how to promote listening. And promote hearing. And part of it is there's biases. And and let me speak on that for a second. Like the biases that humans deal with is something that you have to understand. Like not some people are biased. We all are. We all are biased. We all have biases. Um it, it, we it can't we can't help but deal with that. But here's the thing. There's scriptures that says there's a way that seems right to man. All of us have to deal with the way that seems right to us. And we have to wrestle with that in light of what is deemed right by God. Not what seems right to us, but what is deemed right to God. And so I'm dealing with that. I deal with that in myself. There's a way that I this seems right to me. And I'm constantly at war with myself at the reality of what I know God deems to be right by reading his word. So I'm already dealing with that conflict. And then you take a person that's dealing with just that conflict of self. And then you now you're engaging with other people who may not even be actually successful in the conflict of self. And so they lean more towards what seems right to them, which is. Even when every man does what seems right to him, we're still never in unity. But, but if that person hasn't conquered what seems right to them, and then you're trying to tell them what is deemed right by God, you're going to always experience that conflict. It's just there. I think it's exacerbated by the fact that we are still pushed out and told you to go. And to teach and to open our mouths and share the word. And not so much to share it in a very um, salesman-like way to strangers, but to the people that God has placed in our lives, not to not to just say things, but to really reason with them and disciple them. And doing that. Discipling anyone who is not trying to follow God is very, is very difficult to do. But, but I do feel the pull to do it. Even when it comes to my family, there's these fundamental differences. The, the, there's these, the, these blockades. And you, I'm sharing it with you because you're going to experience it if you haven't already with the people you love. You got the, the, the Christians who are married to people who don't subscribe to Christianity. Just indeed, but let's say they did, and they go to church with you every day, and he, he, your husband does everything in the sense of religion. But then, when y'all reason together, there's never a fundamental agreement, and we're not in a place where we can agree to disagree in regards to this stuff. Because I'm not talking about theologically. 
I'm talking about a truth that we subscribe to because it influences the way we see the world, see each other, see ourselves and see every aspect and every element of this world. When this is the truth that you live by. Not understanding it in fullness limits the truth and therefore limits your life. What am I saying? What I'm saying is, is that we're all fighting these biases. But when we're teaching people, we have to remove the bias, the the biases that lean towards us and our understanding and what seems right to us. When people see me that I'm biased, it needs to be that they see me leaning my biases towards God. And what is deemed right by him. And I want people to see that like, oh, you're very biased in the word. Yeah. I don't have any bias. I, 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 I do have them, but I cannot subscribe to them. I don't want to lie to people and tell them I don't have biases. There's a ton of things that enforce mine. He leans towards, but he has to not lean to his own understanding, but all his ways subscribe to God's word and his truth so he can direct my path. That means that he can influence my engagements. He can influence and permeate my perspectives. That's my job. It's all of our jobs. But when we're not doing that, when our bias is towards our own understanding, and when, when I'm talking to people, I'm teaching them stuff and I'm telling them stuff, and you sit there and you'll see that they just not buying in. And they think it's because they understand it. But it's not. It's not. See, what prevents us from hearing is the question that I'm asking. What prevents us from hearing? I believe it's the biases. I believe it's what we have a heart towards. When what we have a heart towards is untoward to God, then we'll never be aligned to his word. We will never be connected with him when what we're leaning towards is not towards him. And so since he's the unifier and you're not leaning towards him, it's hard to be unified. My bias, me and my own understanding, really just wants to to love on the people that's around me, but love on them in my own understanding. Once I I realize what it means to love on people according to what God deems as love and what he deems as right, I realized that this is not easy. It's not easy because even when they're giving you their best, you're going to Find yourself being resented because you're challenging them to something better than their best. They're giving you the best of their understanding. And you're pushing them towards a a greater understanding. You look great in what you're leaning towards, but what you're leaning towards is not God. You're killing it in your understanding. But your understanding is not God's understanding. That's the reality I had to come to. And as a discipler, that's the reality we're trying to lead other people to. Even in doing the podcast, 
I'm here explaining things so that they can live in a space that's beyond my brain. God didn't give us anything to just sit in our brains. Shame on you if you have things in your heart and you're not trying to find ways to get it to the people you love and God has called you to. I don't even like promoting the podcast because I feel like ultimately the podcast is for the people that find their way there. And the people that even when they share it with people and people do, they spread the word about it. I don't think anyone who's is going to attach to it. that isn't ordained by God to hear it. And I got tons of people to hear it. They ain't even, you know, wouldn't even consider or subscribe themselves to be Christians, but are willing to listen and hear. And this is the, this is, this has led to so much frustration and I'm working through it and I'm going to take you guys on that journey as I work through it. But that reality of how to reason with people who hearts are cold, not towards forced. I deal with a lot of people who love me to death, man. I know they do. They love me in their own understanding, but they love me. But I'm talking about people whose hearts are cold towards the word of God. Look, look, and one of the things I'm going to do better with in the podcast is I'll, I'll try to set up with a, a, some conversation and then I'm, I got to share some word. And I'll be better about that. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 21 through 24 says, produce your cause. And he's telling these people to produce a reason. He says, produce your cause, saith the Lord. God is telling them, produce your cause. Now, why would uh, God is not doing this to prove them him himself right? That's not his mission. He knows he's right. He's God. There is no audience that he's doing this for to prove to them that he's right. It's not about that. It's about helping the people understand what is right. Not who is right. What is right? This help me. So, you know, God is talking to the people. He says, produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Jacob. He said, let them bring them forth. What was he talking about? Prove your God. Read the whole chapter, just Isaiah 41. But it, Isaiah is the same uh, passage that he says, come, let us reason together. God want to talk. He don't just want to talk to you and tell you the blessings that he has for you. He don't just want to talk to you and tell you what to do. He really wants to reason with you because he understands that if you don't understand, then you're not really a part of him. There's folks out here betting on God, not believing in God. They just hedging their bets. I mean, I, I didn't put my faith in this and I lost, put my money in this and I lost. I'm going to put my faith in this God. I'm going to put my money in this church. I'm going to put my time into coming. But I'm just hedging bets. 
It's not about belief. It's not really about believing. To you and to others, but it is believing to God. He wants to reason with you so that he, you can come to an understanding. Because when you understand, then you're really standing under it. Until you understand it, you, you're just not there. As much as we can ask people how much it hurts, how much pregnancy hurts, they can describe it. They can get as eloquent as they want to. They can use uh, analogies and metaphors to kind of give it provocation uh, uh, to personify it or give it an equivalent to something that I can understand. They can use parables. They could do all of these things. But at the end of the day, it is the very experience itself that gives a true understanding. And the only way to experience God is to believe in him. And believing isn't, it isn't a thing that can be faked. It cannot be contrived. It can look like I believe, but when it comes time to actually do what it takes belief to do, I'll be found out. Not to mention the fact that this is not for people. So you are going to know whether you believe or not. Truly, you're going to know whether you believe. Even when people are like, I believe God for a breakthrough. It's going to be hard to believe God for a breakthrough when you haven't had a breakthrough in the fact of understanding how to believe in God. Like I don't even believe in him. I'm just saying what I think will yield me something that I truly believe in. I believe in money. And so I'm willing to put some faith in God to get me what I truly have faith in. I believe in a, in a husband or a wife. I believe that that's what I need. So I'm willing to hedge my bets over here in hopes that it hits me the jackpot of getting what I truly believe in, truly have faith in, truly understand, truly want to stand under. And this is what he had with these people. He said, produce your cause. Bring forth strong reasons. Tell me why you serve in that. He said, let them bring them forth and show us what shall happen. Let me, what is he saying? There's a colon there. Colon there, not a semicolon, colon. He says, this is what I mean when I say, show me what happened. He said, let your God show me the past. What it meant. Let him break the past down. He said, not only that, let them show me what is. That we may consider these things. Then he said, now show me the future. Declare to us what is to come. He said, your, your God, he's awesome, right? Like. Produce the causes. Give me the reasons why you serve them. What do they what do they yield you? He says, show the things that are to come hereafter. I'm in verse 23 of chapter 41, Isaiah. He says that we may know that ye are gods. Yay. Do good. Matter of fact, that's what I love. <laughs> that's what I love. A guy, he's a matter of fact, do evil. 
that we may be dismayed. Let's behold it together. Scare me. Bless me. Kill me. Raise me. Let me see you do anything. Let's see it together. I'll wait. He said, behold. Ye are of nothing. And your work of n- is of naught. An abomination is he that chooseth you. Oh my goodness. See, see what God's doing there. This is God talking to the people. He said, I'm going to give you a chance. Give me a strong reason. Put up a strong case for why you think the way you think. Put up a strong case for why you do the things you do. Put up a strong case for why you serve the things you serve. This is what I want this podcast to do. I want this podcast to give people a reason by helping them understand why they do what they do and challenging them. Produce a strong cause. Produce a strong cause. In order for you to do that, this is why the churches and Christians are very chicken in that way. Not only do they disagree they disagree on no basis at all I'm telling you church people are literally like the vaccine folks who say they're doing their own research you've only got C's in school you haven't done any higher education but you feel like you teaming up with Google is going to get an understanding of something the other people didn't spend eight years going to school to understand. They spent time studying. Eat, sleeping, and drinking something you want to nibble, nap, and sip. Just the thing, God is saying is if, if that's who you serve, then then. Give me the reasons. Show me. Show me that's why you serve it. I haven't done enough of that. Even it's hard to have a, a podcast with people when if they disagree, they don't have any strong reason. And then for every one person that will actually vocalize that they disagree, there are Many others who would just act like they do because they don't think that not subscribing to it really affects their life. I can just act like I agree, but truly, I don't agree with this. And they don't know how to actually produce strong reasons. I just want people to come on the podcast and tell me why. I'm going to give strong reasons. Every time I cut this microphone on, I'm going to give you strong reasons why. Why? Because I'm spending time to understand, to have strong reasons to why I serve the God I serve, why I think the way I think, why I do the things I do, why I subscribe to the things I subscribe to. If you can't give yourself a reason. Look what he's saying. He said, behold, ye are nothing. These gods are nothing. Their work is of not. It it produces nothing. He said anybody that chooses them is an abomination. Since y'all want to talk about abominations, we keep talking about homosexuals sitting, listening to people preach about how wrong homosexuals are. You want to know how wrong 
They are they as they are as wrong as everybody else who keeps serving other gods. Who keep leaning to their own understanding. You're an abomination when you choose anything that comes to not. You're an abomination when you choose anything that comes to nothing. My heart breaks for the people that God put in my life who are choosing nothing. Who are choosing to engage in things and spend time with things that come to naught. That's why I do the podcast. I want to help people understand. I want to reason together. The word has been weaponized for agendas, but the word is no longer the agenda. Or it has never been the agenda. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I've been a a minister for going almost two decades. I've used the word to to pursue agendas, but the word has never been the central focus. That's the problem with working in the church. It's kind of like working in the music business make can make a person not even enjoy music or working in the art business can make a person not even enjoy art. Working in the church can make you not even see the, the value and the purpose of the church. It's supposed to be a haven cultivating element, an incubator to put the word and people together. To build up one in this most holy faith. So then you can introduce him to a word and that word connected with faith produces something so powerful. So not only is the church not stirring up the gift of faith and people, then they're no, not even uh, utilizing or taking advantage of what faith can do when met with the word. They are connecting faith with money, faith with love, romance, faith with possessions, never faith with word. Word is never the primary directive. Word is never the center. Word is never the goal. It's lost on us. I'm going to say that again. Word has been weaponized for agendas. The word is no longer the agenda. This is another thing moving into this new year, not just with the podcast, with everything in my life. I want to make it centered around the word. I orbit around the word, not the word orbit around me. And when I say me, not the word orbit around my needs, not the word Orbit around my desires. Somebody's flipping through the pages of the Bible right now, trying to find a scripture to just ease their anxiety. And the Bible is not Zoloff. It's not a Xanax. It's not a Prozac. It's not any of the other pills. And it's not going to replace them. The word There's somebody flipping through the pages of the Bible right now looking for a scripture to help them get a wife or a husband or a job. They want answers 
But they don't want the answer. They want a word, but they don't want the word. They want some truth, but they don't want the truth. And that's what you need. I need to orbit around the word. I need to make it the center. When we say Jesus, you're the center of my joy. We're saying that Jesus, your word. Is the center of my joy. That's how we commune with him. He said, eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. What was he talking about? He said, I'm the word. I'm the word made flesh. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I be trying not to hit these real things anymore. Matters. Real, 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 real church matters. I'm the word. I'm the word made flesh. Eat of me. That's what he was saying to Satan in the wilderness when he said, man can't live by bread alone. Your whole world orbits around bread. And the only time you include God in is how you can get some. So what makes you different than the people in the wilderness complaining about man that has fallen from the sky? They get more complaints, more critiques about the word than people who actually treasure it because they spoiled. This word keeps falling in their laps every day. God speaking to folks by spirit, by by people in any way imaginable, by song, by dance. He speak to them and they just let it fall to the ground. They don't like it no more. I'm like if people tell you that was a good word by the pastor, not because it was the word, but because he was speaking to them. To their desires, to their need. Pastors have perfected that they know how to speak to the need. Not. Speak the word, which is the only thing that we truly need. They speak of bread and not. His flesh, not his word. He said, there comes a time we will worship in spirit and in truth. And people want to worship God in every way, but in his spirit and in his truth. Because we do not put a premium on the word. We do not value it. I was reading my Bible. My niece walked in. She said, you're doing your devotionals. I said, sweetie, I'm not doing a devotional. I'm reading my word. I'm studying the word to understand it so I can live it. I don't want to give it a title. I don't want to give it a a nice little saying. I don't want to act like I just do this at the top of the morning or at the dead of night. I do it all day. I eat. I must eat. I eat to live. He tells us the way that we should engage with this word. He tells us it's our bread. He tells us it's our daily bread. He tells us it's our sustenance. Did you go a day this week without your word? Without spending time with the word? And when you was with the word, for those of you who are quick to say yes, did you play with your food? That's the other thing. It's tons of people. There's, you could tell a hungry person. They devour the word. There's a lot of people just play with the food. Peas on one side of the plate. The Brussels sprouts on the other side. 
We keep spreading it out, messing around with it. It's everywhere but in their stomach. And you see people, you know, they only read and what satisfies them. There's so much that you need to read in this word. But you picking, you parsing what you want to read because you 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 a picky eater because you're not really hungry. That's what I mean when I say I'm, I'm dealing with people who are not really hungry. And part of it is I haven't prepared a nice plate for myself. And I have been doing this for so long. Sometimes you can lose your appetite. You know that how they say once you see how the sausage is made, you might not want to eat it. Honestly, the inner workings of church can turn your stomach to the word. And that's facts. I had to get a taste for the word again. Unadulterated, not connected to work, not connected to quote unquote church ministry, but just connected to uh, me being a disciple. I want to disciple. I want to be a discipler. I want to disciple people, not because I want that. That's like when I grow up, I'm going to be this or that's a career path. I want to do it because I was called to. We all were. Titles notwithstanding. We all were. We're all charged to this. And we all must do it. And what is happening? Because it's not what's happening. It's not. People, even when people say like, "I, I want to, I want to marry somebody who loves God," you're just saying, "I want to marry someone who loves the Word," and you'll see once you they enter your 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 life, there is little to no time that you'll ever see them, not in your face. And treat you like they treated God. They're going to be in your face for a period of time, hot and heavy. And then they go, it's going to wane too. And then they'll look, their face will be looking at their TV more than looking at you. I pay attention to people's conversations. I always sit and listen to, especially couples. I have a thing about that. I'll sit and listen to couples talk to each other. I'm curious as to what they talk about. What they engage about. Why? Because I want to know what connects them. I want to hear them reason together. And I'm telling you, some people, they're not talking about anything. And they really only connect with their spouses as they talk about other people. Current events. So everybody's just really pretty much just producing their own podcast. Producing their own reality show. Producing their own newscast. Did you hear what happened to so-and-so? These Hours on end, the conversations never get to people just reasoning about the word, reasoning together. But you married a man of God or a woman of God. I mean, yeah. I hear you. I don't want to be one of those people. This out here, just like do my research, people. Listen, there's nothing new under the sun but us. And we move like we've been here before. The issues we face have been here before us. 
the world that we're in, been here before us. And so has God's word. And it can help us navigate a place we've never been before. Every day that you wake up is uncharted territory for you. And yet you still move like you know something. Because that's the weird thing about living is that you live long enough. Literally years. I know eight year olds that feel like they know what they're talking about. Ten year olds. Thirteen year olds. Eighteen year olds. They feel like they know what they're talking about. Man. You don't. But the word does. Just read Ecclesiastes. You have a man who experienced everything that you experienced and have yet to experience. And he told you it's all vanity. And yet people still put a premium on things that are vanity, vain. What does that mean? They are, as he said, and God said in Isaiah 41 to 24, they are nothing. They come to naught. Y'all see it. After your baby announcement, your gender reveal, your baby shower, your birth, the first birthday, the second birthday, the third birthday, the 18th birthday, the graduation. There's so much that's happening. That you need to be present for and prepared for and aware of. But we miss it. We are reactive. We, we, we just react to what happened. We're never proactive. Because we never want to attach ourselves to a truth that has stood the test of time. That's how presumptuous we are. We're no different than the research people. We ain't been here before. We haven't. There's a way that seems right to man. All of us deal with that way. We wrestle with it in light of what seems right and what is deemed right by God. I want a podcast that values the word. Not in a theological way. Though scholarship, you know, studying the word is necessary. But the value the word has as a truth. So that's what I lean on instead of my own understanding. It's the true value of the truth. Let this mind be in you. That's also in Christ Jesus. Another scripture. Not be entertained by his mind. Not be inspired by his mind, not subscribe to his mind, but let this mind be in you. Think like him. In a world of individuality. God is one thing that you don't get to put your own little spin on. Yeah, everybody wear pants, but don't nobody wear pants like me. Yeah, everybody wears shirts, but don't everybody don't wear shirts like me. Yeah, everybody wear these shoes, but they don't flip it like I did. Yeah, everybody read the word, but they don't see it like me. Huh? There's no place for your individuality. Because there's only one God. Man. This was a great podcast. But that's all that I wanted to to share with you guys today. 
I wanted to put you in a position where you understand where my mind is headed. The type of people that I'm bring on here, I need fearless people, people who are honest about what they feel. And if you're not strong, if you don't feel strongly in what you feel, then throw, toss it aside and come to a, to the strong side. If you feel strong in what you feel, produce your strong case. So we can walk you through. We're going to ask you some questions like God asked. And show you how it comes to nothing so that we can try to move you to something. And all the people that come on here, if you believe what I believe, then you should have strong reasons for it. Some reasons will be reasons that I, I we share. Some might be new reasons. And that will give an invaluable resource in conversation to people. But whoever don't have no passion about nothing, man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. This is this is uh this has been good. This this will be the the first podcast back. This the first one, and I'm appreciative. I'm blessed to to have a voice and have a, a sound mind and. and that hasn't always been the case. So I'm great. I'm grateful for that. But there's more things to talk about this coming. So y'all stay tuned. Real church matters. We talk real church matters because real church matters. None of the other stuff matter. Real church. So I leave you with a question. Do you know what the real church is? If you don't begin your journey right now, open your word, read it. Don't play with your food. I'm out.